Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. There has been a long history of telling tales about ghost ships. Those spooky spectral images that appear out of the mists on the high seas with tattered sails and creaking hulls. These ships seem to drift endlessly, forever looking for a safe harbour so that they can set shore their long dead crew. Other ghost ships lay at the bottom of the sea or are now part of a huge floating museum that allows the public aboard to vicariously see what life would have been like on board and to imagine raging air battles with suicide pilots overhead whilst waiting in abject terror for the bomb to hit that would send the ship and all aboard to its death. In this episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we welcome you aboard one such ghost ship, the USS Lexington, as we look for the ghosts that still call this place home and find out whether they still scare the many visitors that walk her deck every year at Corpus Christi, Texas, where she is now to be found. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. I am 21 now, and truthfully, have had a very eventful life. My story begins when I was 17. I think that is the appropriate age. My little brother, about the age 12 or 13 at the time, and was in a little Boy Scout troop. They were assigned to go spend the night in the Blue Ghost, or better known as the USS Lexington. It had washed on shore and is next to a few dead mines now. It holds a lot of history about World War II. For those who don't know, it is a ship that has not been sunk once, or twice, but an astounding seven times. 
times. Hence why it's called the Blue Ghost. Well, my parents could not come and be the supervisor. There was one supervisor for each child. So being the older brother, I went. We spent our six hours driving there because we live in Texas. When we finally got there, there were a good thousand or more people. When I showed up, I just happened to ask the leader of the entire place if I was supposed to hang out with the kids in their beds or the adults in their beds because the kids and adults were separated into different bunks. Well, considering I wasn't a kid or an adult, it was fair enough. He had the perfect thing for me. I did not know I was going to be chosen at the time. He picked me out of the thousand people there along with seven to ten others. We were supposed to patrol this thing for Firewatch. Now, for those who don't like scary things, I would high recommend you stop reading this. After the regulation tour and daytime, nighttime fell and everyone went to sleep regularly, while Firewatch, they got a little bit of an extra behind-the-scenes look. We went into the restricted area, but of course we had some authority following. We went into the engine room and were showed some pretty cool stuff. We got to a room where they said they did amputations on soldiers, if they needed it. There were still bloodstains on the floor. They said they were never able to clean it up. They had brought us to the showers where they said men were showering before a torpedo blew a hole through the side of the ship, probably killing a few dozen men. That's not what got me, though. We finally came to a jail cell. They had about three small cells where they kept prisoners of war. Keep in mind that most of the people that were in that cell were said to have died from starvation, ship sinking so on and so forth. One of the people leading us asked us if it was scary. Me being myself said, no, I would stand in there if I wanted to. So he dared me, and I did. That's when he proceeded to lock the gate shut and turn off the light. I don't know what happened. I was leaning against the wall of the jail and I felt tremendous pressure on my shoulder and a twisting feeling in my stomach. I couldn't move my arms. I I could not hear anything until they flipped the switches back on. It turned out they were all laughing and the girl was slapping the guy for messing with me. Once again, when it came time for us to climb up through the shuttle to the first floor, when I was climbing, I, I felt a little blurred and disoriented. I could still feel that pressure, even to this day, right on my shoulders. I've also noticed I chill very well. I, I, I have an icy sensation or a touch most of the time. Two years later, I came across a dear friend. She was an Indian and supposedly a healer of her tribe. She noticed that I was troubled because I seemed to look at the sky and something wasn't right by the way I looked at it. I never truly noticed why. So she did some chanting on me. My mother was right next to me. When she got done, she told me to look at the sky one more time and I saw a demon 
a skull with flames. I don't normally cry at anything. I did this time, though. She told me to go where I feel safest. And I feel safest next to my little brother. I feel a connection between us. So I sat there for hours next to his bed. When I came out, she... She mixed some potions for me and told me the presence in me was so strong that even she was scared. She also desperately wanted to baptize me. I know most of you wouldn't believe this. I'm a 5 foot 11 man sitting about 140, 150. I have taken martial arts to a black belt level judo also. I also have military experience behind me. I just can't shake this feeling that I'm carrying someone over my shoulders. I have also been having back problems of late. Should I worry about this or not? Well, Anne, I'm I'm left discombobulated and bamboozled. Me too. <laughs> Look, I went into uh, my favourite website for this is where they tell the true ghost story. So it's real people uh-huh. telling their real stories about what happened to them. And um, I Obviously, think, this person was shocked. I think they needed to proofread what mm. they... My, poor Bonnie. She's going to have to edit that because <laughs> we had to keep stopping and going, that just doesn't make sense. So... Um, yeah, sorry, Bonnie. <laughs> well, interesting. Anyway, it is. Let me... Yes, and I'm still trying to work out why the Native American lady would want to baptize him. I thought that was very interesting. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Let's get on with the uh, the history. What have you well, got? Maybe that's the way he, he interpreted what she yeah. was going to do. Maybe she yeah. wanted to drown him in the river. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm going to carry on with the. Um, bamboozling type oh, of fabulous. thing. Fabulous. Yes, because I don't uh, mind a good bamboozling. As... <laughs> It does wonders for the it soul. It does. Relieves a lot of tension. Oh, it does. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hey, we got to wheeze out early. I'm impressed. Oh, and we a hoop. <laughs> Woo-hoo. We did. Now, I thought I was doing very well with this story, but then when I started to piece it all together, the dates weren't matching, and I thought, what's going on? You know, they're mucking with you. 20, 30 years difference in when this ship was commissioned and all of this sort of stuff. And then as I read further, I realized what the problem was. So this podcast is about the USS Lexington. Yes. What I did not realize was that there was more than one Lexington, (gasps) which you have talked about in that very discombobulated yeah, that, uh, soundscape. No. Yes, yes. Uh, and you mentioned there were seven. Oh no, it was it was, it was sunk, sunk seven, seven times. times. Well, maybe all together with the other six, like five Lexingtons. It's six altogether. So six ships were called the Lexington. Right. And so it wasn't the same ship being it, sunk. It wasn't. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't. And this spanned quite a number of years. So. I was interested um, in that it washed up on the shore too. Yeah, no. <laughs> washed up on the shore with a couple of mines. Way, way I too big. I don't know big. what this dude had been smoking. Honestly. Way, way too big to wash up on <laughs> to, any shore. Just floated up to the surface and popped onto the nearest shore to yeah. become a tourist attraction. Yeah, 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 no. 
So there have been six U.S. <clears throat> Navy warships named the USS Lexington, including including both USS Lexington CV-2 and the one that we are talking about, which is the USS Lexington CV-16 or 16. I don't know. I don't know the... the um, Ship, I'm sure ship, somebody will correct ship us. Ship dialogue. <laughs> I don't know whether you say ship 16 talk? or 16. Well, what is it you said in the, the <laughs> thing you sent me? No, I better not read that out. We'll have to put a language warning in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you nearly had a hissy fit over this. I could see <laughs> the, the pressure was building and it she was, was getting ready to go, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's too confusing. It's too confusing. <sighs> we keep trying to pick just an easy one. We never get an easy <laughs> no, one. They're no. always discombobulating. It's not. It's not. The The thing to uh, remember as we start off is that we are talking about the USS Lexington CV-16 or 16, which is now a museum at Corpus Christi in Texas. Yes. Now, I'm going to go back to... When it all, <laughs> it all started, back to where one it all sunny began. morning, <laughs> um, it was under the the uh, USS Lexington, which actually wasn't called the Lexington to begin with. Just to get you even more confused, uh, it was under construction and st- well, started on the fifteenth of July, nineteen forty-one. But it was actually it was actually called the USS Cabot. But it was renamed the Lexington at the request of the shipyard workers building on the ship. I don't know why. Um, and so on the 16th of June, 1942, the ship was renamed and commissioned into active duty on the 17th of February, 1943. Oh, riveting. <laughs> I'm just so astounded at the information. There is drool coming out of the side of my mouth. Stop it. (laughs) Uh, She was the oldest working carrier in the United States Navy. Uh, you make it sound like she's a grandma. And she was decommissioned in uh, 1991. Now, all ships ships (laughs) are called she. They're all she. I I don't know why. Was it because they're um, the big belly and the womb that holds all the sailors, all the seamen safe? (laughs) I went there. (laughs) No, the glasses are fogged up. (laughs) What is stuff with that paper? What are you doing? Can you hear that? Can you? That's my ADHD. Just. (laughs) I'll get my crystal and I'll rub that for a bit. It's because she's got a piece of plastic. It's <laughs> not that plastic. Oh, oh God. God. I'll get onto this one now. The... <laughs> Top. Oh. We're professional. We are. Keep going. These people have been waiting two weeks for this episode. I have to pause it for a second, let it gather itself. <laughs> All right, have you gathered yourself enough now? Yes, I have. Oh, wow, that was a big flip. Right. So originally under construction, as I mentioned before, uh, she was named the Cabot. Uh, the Cabot was in final construction phase at the Massachusetts Four River Shipyard when the USS Lexington CV-2 was sunk in the Coral Sea. And so that is really the reason why the Cabot's name was changed to the Lexington. 
Now, after training manoeuvres and a shakedown cruise, I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. It's the Parkinson's cruise. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Lexington, oh, people who are ex oh, are going to kill us. I worked in, <coughs> sorry, I worked in aged care where I used to, uh, I was a music humour therapist and I would uh, play along with the people who had these um, things. So don't don't get angry with me because I used to give my Parkinson's people's maracas when I was playing music because they were the best shakers. <laughs> I'm serious. They were. I love my Parkinson's people. Oh, dear. Bless we souls. work with your abilities. That's all I'm saying. That's right. When you have none, you've got to work with that as well. Well, you'd know that. So after training maneuvers <laughs> and a shakedown cruise, <laughs> the Lexington joined the 5th Fleet at Pearl Harbor, um, established in 1944 and originally called the Central Pacific Force. So during World War II, the Lexington participated in most of the major operations in the Pacific and she spent a total of 21 months in combat. That's pretty crazy 21 months yeah, it's, it's almost, almost two years we're good with our maths wow yes so i've got some stats for you this will, oh, be, this hang will on. blow you Just away let me, oh. <laughs> oh, i'm ready i've got some fun facts as well after Ooh. that um so her stats her planes destroyed 372 enemy aircraft in the air and 475 more on the ground Wow. She sank or destroyed 300,000 tonnes of enemy cargo and damaged an initial 600,000 tonnes. Mm -hmm. The ship's guns shot down 15 planes and assisted in downing five more. And the Japanese reported that they had sunk the Lexington no fewer than four times. So this is where she sort of gets this ghost ship ah, um, yes. thing. The um, blue ghost. Yep. And uh, Tokyo Rose called her the Blue Ghost. Now, Tokyo Rose was a um, radio show. Oh, right, A, yes. a radio um, sort of program um, that um, was... Uh, do, you, do you remember yeah, listening to World it? No. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Before my time. Amazing. Um <laughs> Oh, sorry, everyone. I've got a dreadful cough thanks to Norfolk Island. No, yes. it's just, uh, it could have been anyone on the plane. So this is why um, the ship sort of got its name, because they kept on naming different ships the Lexington. And so the the Japanese would think, well... We've just shot her down. She's just gone down. And then all of a sudden, the Lexington she pops appears. back up again. She pops back up again. She bobbed to the surface. Yes. Now, after um, World War II, the Lexington was decommissioned and then reactivated. And afterwards, she operated mostly in the Seventh Fleet out of San Diego, California. Although not involved in actual combat, the Lexington kept vigil during tensions in Formosa, Laos and Cuba. Now, today, the USS Lexington uh, still inspires and educates, but she does so as a museum. So you can actually hop on to her. <laughs> uh, and she's located at Corpus Christi in Texas. Can I, can I just say something? Yep. Because you know I, I like to interject. Out of all those stats you listed, mm -hmm. nobody mentioned how many lives she took. No. I did write that down somewhere. Yeah, it's just um, very sad. 
Yep, it is. Yep. It is. Uh, war is sad. It's just absolutely a dreadful waste of time, effort, money and... Lives. And absolutely lives yep. for absolutely no worth at all. No, nothing is worth that much. No. Anyway, I just wanted to bring the show down. Off you go. Mm. Now, um, the Lexington was um, sunk. Um, she was so damaged um, through sort of the bombings and everything that she was sunk and um, a millionaire actually put in a fair bit of money to bring her back up. Oh, so she was floated to the surface. She was floated to the surface and they uh, brought together bits and pieces of other wrecked um, aircraft carriers and they would put the, you know, the guns and everything on so that it looked as close to the original as possible. That's an interesting, if you think of energy Mm. and what happened to each of those ships and they've come together to make one whole. Mm. Are all the ghosts from the I, Lexington? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this. Mm. Ooh, I've got chills, Renata. Oh, they're multiplying. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. So this is, I think, the only aircraft carrier of its type that is now uh, as a museum piece anywhere in the world. So it's a Frankenship. It is. It is a Frankenship. That's I didn't know that. I'm really quite fascinated by that. Mm. Now I do have some fun facts. Oh, fun facts! <clears throat> Yay! Because I did. I read through badly, as you can hear, um, the history of this vessel. Well, let's be fair. We've been back from Norfolk Island for two and a half days, three <laughs> days, and it's been full on since mm. we've got home, and. Uh, yeah, we're doing well to get the episode out. <laughs> yeah, this this sort of history for me is um, very very hard to sort of work through and remember because it's not, it's it's dry history. It tells you a lot about the the battles and all of that, which is very very important. But it's for me, it is really something that's hard to remember. But if dry you as are a dingo's donger, uh, you see. <laughs> Well, you've got to finish it. It's, it's an Australian <sighs> it's saying. turd. No, <laughs> no. If you are really interested in this, I did in all of my searchings find a fantastic Facebook page. If people love this sort of stuff, head on over to the Facebook page called USS Lexington Fanatic. Oh. And this guy has ton of photos and a ton of information about the USS Lexington. It's an absolute gem of a Facebook page for anyone who loves this stuff. And um, it's called the USS Lexington Fanatic. So head on over and um, check that out. I hope their photos are better than the ones I found of ghosts. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. So did you know... No, I didn't. ...that the uh, Lexington was known to house the world's first known shipborne ice cream parlour? What, when it was docked? No, when it was in service. What? Yes, yes. So when it was in the Navy, there's bombs yes. raining around them, they've got a freaking ice cream uh-huh. parlour on it there. It was used um, to uh, boost the morale of the sailors that were on board. Um, and yes, one of the most powerful warships and in the middle cream. of the Pacific 
and you could get a, a tutti fruity, fresh <laughs> vanilla ice cream on board. Isn't that fantastic? That's, that's fabulous. I love whoever thought that up. Now, also, the sailors were known for um, maybe coming up with um, alcoholic beverages on board. Oh, no, it was a dry ship, Renata. Mm-hmm. And there's a tale that some crew members of the Lexington fashioned their own still to brew uh, moonshine. Mm-mm. As long as it wasn't like palinka. Uh-huh. I bet you the engineers got together and did that one. <laughs> it's rocket fuel. <clears throat> now, during quieter times at sea, the vast flight deck of the Lexington became a recreational area and uh, they had um, space for the crew to play games like softball. And, uh, yeah, oh, if you, you lost be, the ball over the side, was that gonna, was it. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't you be pissed with the person who cracked a home run by sending it straight over the side? Yes. Now, aircraft carriers use powerful catapults to help aircraft take off. Uh, there are tales from various car- carriers, uh, including the Lexington, where sailors would dare each other to ride various non-flight objects like cleaning equipment or even mattresses on the catapult. Launching them into the sea. Oh, no. Ooh, ah, that is naughty. That's very naughty. Now, there is also a whole legend about naval ships having mascots on board. Mm -hmm. Now, this all started because uh, earlier ships would have had to carry cattle and animals wherever they went so they could get, for example, fresh eggs or fresh milk on board by having cows and chickens and so forth. Really? Yeah. They had livestock on there. Livestock. Uh, but it, this kind of changed a little bit and a lot of the naval ships would actually carry animals as mascots. Right. Um, and they had goats and dogs and um, cats, yeah. of, of course. Um, the cats now, the mice. not quite known whether the USS Lexington may have had a mascot, but we do know that the USS Lexington... The first one, the CV2, actually had a um, a doggy. Aww. It was a cocker spaniel. Aww. And they wrote a book about him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. My dad had a cocker spaniel. It used to pee on people in the park. They'd <laughs> be having picnics. Aww. And he'd go over and pee on their basket. And then they'd go and yell at dad. He'd be going, oh, you shouldn't have put it there. It was everyone else's fault but his. Oh. <sighs> okay. Some other interesting tidbits. The USS Lexington is as tall as a 19-storey building and as long as three New York City blocks. Wow. You could park more than 1,000 cars (gasps) on its flight deck. Oh, they could have solved a lot of parking issues with that. It has more telephones than a city of 5,000. What? It has crossed the equator 13 times. It was the first carrier to deploy air-to-surface missiles. It has sailed enough miles to circle the globe eight times. It has more sleeping spaces than Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. (laughs) It was the first carrier to establish a seagoing high school. Oh. It can produce enough electricity to power a city of 150,000. Oh, wow. And it was the first ship in U.S. naval history to have women aboard as crew members. Yay! Wow. Oh, that's that's a what a glorious past that is. Um, and that comes from everywhereonce.com. Lexington fun facts, isn't that great? That is. 
Um, <clears throat> what's next? What are you going to do to top that, Renata? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you <gasps> um, that in 1975, the Lexington served as a film location at sea. And it featured in a movie, and some of you might know this one, it's called The Midway. Uh, and um, so we're going back to 1975, but it's actually a very famous uh, movie, The Midway. I wasn't and born then, again, you know. Oh, no. And <laughs> in 1987, there was, was a TV miniseries called War and Remembrance. Don't know that either. Um, and in both cases, she was altered to extent uh, to the extent possible to resemble other vessels. Now, there was also filming of the 2001 film Pearl Harbor. Oh, I know that one. And she was altered to resemble a Japanese character uh, carrier as well as Hornet. Oh, so she got to play two roles. Mm. Hope she got paid twice. Now, July 2007, this is where the ghost people start to come in. 2007? Yeah. Uh, and you had the TV show Ghost Hunters filmed yep. aboard the USS Lexington looking for evidence of ghosts. And in December 2000... No, they were there to have an ice cream, Renata. And nine, yep. She was the subject of the ep- an episode of Ghost Lab, uh, which was on the Discovery Channel at that stage. And now something that's pretty horrible. that You've we, left out a couple of TV shows, but that's okay. That's all right. You can fill in. Thank you. Um One thing that I also discovered as I was um, going through these things, and this is pretty awful, um, and I didn't know. I didn't know they used asbestos in making um, ships. They they used it everywhere. Yeah, so uh, this actually comes from a um, health website, and uh, it says, tragically, it is likely that veterans who served aboard the USS Lexington were exposed to asbestos over the course of their regular duty. Until the mid-1970s, asbestos was a common material used in shipbuilding, especially amongst Navy ships. 1970! Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Asbestos could be found in equipment such as boilers, turbines, valves, pumps, and electrical components, while materials including gaskets and packing were also often made from asbestos. These items were found in an especially high concentration in the boiler and engine spaces, putting sailors who worked in those areas in additional risk. The companies who provided the Navy with this asbestos equipment were often aware of the health (gasps) risks of asbestos. But they did it anyway. But did nothing to warn those serving on board the USS Lexington. I hope the Karma bus ran them over and backed up. This negligence led to many veterans developing mesothelioma mesothelioma years after their Navy careers had ended. That's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, my dad had some emphysema and uh but i he did smoke like he was a hardcore smoker for about 20 years of his life and he just went cold turkey and and quit so he had like at least another 30 40 years without smoking mm-hmm. but he still developed some emphysema and you you don't know is it from the fact he was serving on warships or was it the fact that he had smoked for those 20 years mm. who knows so to round it all off here we have this vessel um, it has had seen war. It had been bombed on. Uh, it had seen the loss of life on board the ship itself. It had been the thing that caused deaths by by killing by killing. Yep. Then it was sunk. Then it was lifted out of the water. And then it was put together like a big jigsaw puzzle yep. with other pieces of Frankenship. vessels that had also seen war. Yeah. Uh, and so we have this amazing item now that is made up of so many pieces of terror and horror and war and... And or, pride. And pride. Yeah. Um, and people who, yeah, loved being on board and were so proud yeah. of being um, veterans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all of that, would that lead to ghostly hauntings and stories? Well, uh, absolutely. Well, 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 that's the end of True Hauntings then. Let's just finish up there, shall we? Or no, do you want to hear no, my ghost story? I, I want to hear You've the stories. You've already deemed it's a true haunting. Absolutely. I want to hear the stories now. All right. Well, it's ghost story time. Well, what I might do is just finish off with the the uh, TV shows that have been through there, uh, and just let you know what you what they found. So, uh, Ghost Hunters was one of them. They featured it during one of their earlier seasons, when they were still calling themselves the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Oh. They had some unexplained phenomena. They captured some electronic voice phenomena, which is EVP. They had cold spot shadows, unexplained noises. Some of the team members also felt like they were being watched or touched by unseen entities. Mm -hmm. Then Ghost Lab 
with the Kling brothers. They also went in there with Everyday Paranormal and they also got some EVPs. And Mm -hmm. I was listening to one of them and once again, they tell you what they think it is and therefore that's all you can hear. I could hear the first part of it, but they were saying there was a full sentence there. But in saying that, it probably was all there. I just couldn't hear it because I couldn't hear the plastic rattling on the the uh, microphones because I'm, I'm becoming quite deaf in my old age. Yay me. Uh, they also had temperature fluctuations, visual anomalies. Then there was a show called Haunted History that went in there. And it was a a whole episode centred on haunted naval ships. And, of course, the USS Lexington would be one of those. Uh, And they talk about two very famous Mm -hmm. ghosts that are there. And that is Charlie Mm -hmm. and the Lady in White. I will get back to those shortly. As well as other ear encounters. uh, There's visitors and staff. They they sort of got all those interviews and mm-hmm. played them. I've got some of their stories, which I'm very happy to share with you. And there was another one called Scariest Places on Earth. So this is where they delved into the first-hand accounts of apparitions, strange noises, all that sort of stuff. Um, but the one thing I did find in common with all of the ghost stories that I have researched for this, which goes against the soundscape, is that everyone says that they've not felt threatened, not felt threatened, or that there was anything evil there. If anything, it was protective and helpful, mm-hmm. which I really love. I think that's really nice. So, as mentioned... Zach hasn't been on there, has he? Um, not in the research I did. Because... I think he, he did a different one. He would definitely find a demon oh, if he Oh, absolutely, because it wouldn't be a show without a demon. Uh, so, let's get into some of the regular well-known ghosts there. And one of them, his name is Charlie. He's supposed to be an 18-year-old sailor. He's been seen several times... And Charlie supposedly died in the ship's engine during World War Two. Its visitors and staff have seen him. They all describe him as a young man wearing the typical sailor's attire of the 1940s. I've also seen other descriptions saying where he's got blonde hair and blue eyes and is a little bit buff. <gasps> oh, we might go looking for that one. Uh, he's offered, often... Uh, thought to be playing pranks on people and likes to turn off equipment and play with your batteries and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's Charlie. I like this. It sounds a little bit like the one in um, the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're going to go and stay at the Queen oh, Mary in a couple of weeks. So exciting. <gasps> going to sleep on the ship. Oh, I don't know how we're going to get Renata on there, but we'll give it a crack. Right, there's the lady in white. Now, I just have to be a lady in white. It's it's a naval battleship. I know, but it could be a nurse. No, no. Remember how I said it was the first, but it was the first naval ship that had a woman as a crew member. Yes, but that would have been a fairly recent thing. I don't think that would have been back during World War Two. Well, see, there you go. So why would there be a lady in white? Because it's not a haunting without a lady in white in a Victorian nightgown. Tell me more. There's not a lot to say. Just a mysterious lady in white has been seen in various parts of the ship. Her identity is unknown, but her apparition has been recorded on several occasions. Okay. One of the big things. I want to see a picture. Yeah. um, I've seen some of the pictures people have put up. And (laughs) let me tell you, there's some vivid imaginations out there. (laughs) 
now, footsteps and doors slamming uh, is a very common thing. Uh, and I, I'm going to go into a little bit of debunking first, but I th- uh, uh, later. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'd go through all the stories first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to have some sort of structure here. Uh, tools apparently get moved about, especially in the uh, areas of the ship where um, it was damaged and battles or events of that yep. nature took place. The mess hall. Where they, used to, that, where they used to eat, uh, objects of moving on their own, as well as hearing disembodied voices. Uh, electrical disturbances, they've got lights that are turning on and off by themselves, electronic equipment malfunctioning without any obvious reason as to why that would be happening. And there is the ready room. So the ready room was where you, they would sit, the pilots would sit, ready to jump on the plane should they need to go. So apparently there is a pilot that is seen in the ready room. He's dressed as a World War II era pilot. He's sitting there looking like he's about ready to fly out on a mission. Mm. So mm. that's that's the well-known ghosts that are reported. But I found some stories uh, and bits and bobs from staff members, volunteers, visitors, which I thought I'd throw in as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lovely gentleman called Charles Rusty Russell, sorry if I said that wrong, Rusty. Uh, I'm not very good with names. I don't don't look very familiar to me. So that's the director of operations and exhibits. Uh, they apparently get hundreds of reports of the paranormal, supernatural, every year. Wow! And he talks about another sailor, uh, dressed in obviously the uniform, who helps lost guests find their way back to the desk. Mm. It's a deck. So sometimes they, you get lost. It's a huge ship, as mm-hmm. you said. There's um, more beds than, what was it, Caesar's Palace Caesar's or something? Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Uh, there is a sailor in the engine room giving a lecture on how the turbines work before vanishing into thin air. Oh, that would be <gasps> so cool. Fabulous. Um, one of the officials said that the, oh, this is a riveting ghost story. You're going to love this one, Renata. We'll just discombobulate. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Right. This is an official from the museum. Mm-hmm. The decommissioned USS Lexington. Now a museum in Corpus Christi is nicknamed the Blue Ghost. Attributed, uh, the name attributed to the ship and the crew and air groups that served aboard her. I always use a ballpoint pen. And over the course of a few weeks, I lost about six Pen caps off my desk. No. <gasps> That's demonic activity it's of effort. That's it. That the That's day an OCD ghost. Yeah, the day wait. <laughs> the day I lost the sixth pen cap, I turned over my office looking for them. My office was spotless by the time I was through and I never did find them. It wasn't until I returned to my office the next morning that I found all six pen caps laying side by side right in front of my computer keyboard. There you go. That's proof. That is undeniable proof that if you have OCD, (laughs) you die and you still have it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no. Pen caps. If you're a ghost, pen caps. Why would you muck with pen caps? But I love the story. It was a great story. Um, And they also went on to say no one has ever been hurt by the ghosts on the ship. If anything, all the occurrences have been playful, not menacing. Now, we have another one. Uh, The museum's educational director said that officials have heard from security officers 
that they've heard running in the hangar bay around 3am. The damage control officer said he didn't see anything on the security cameras and went to see what the noise was coming from. That was when he witnessed shadow figures running in chaos. That officer never came back to work, apparently. They left. Wow. Yeah, but what a great thing. But that that must be residual sorts of stuff that it's just, yeah. A volunteer and paranormal tour guide on the Lexington believes that officers are witnessing a night where sailors were running all over, uh, running for cover after a torpedo mm-hmm. attack hit the ship in the Hangar Bay 3. Yeah. They said they're constantly doing the same thing over and over again, maintaining the ship. Uh, this was their home and they don't want to go anywhere else. And I get that. Yeah. They yeah. they form a bond yeah. uh in this sort of high stress situation. Now, all right, I've got to find the next one. So we were talking about the uh, engine room. It seems to be a hot spot for activity. Uh, Oh, now a, a little bit more. I think this must be Charlie, but they haven't named him as Charlie. Uh, apparently he can, He only makes his presence known when tourists enter the engine room and sometimes he becomes quite impatient and slams the door and turns off the lights. It's like, time's up, go home. Now, as some more little bits and pieces. Now, this comes from Scary for Kids. (laughs) Visitors say they feel a cold chill when they pass the room and one claimed to have seen something moving around in the darkness of the empty engine room. Another said he saw the engineer's ghost looking intently at the engine as though trying to fix something. Others have told stories about feeling like they're Somebody's just rushed past them and pushed them. They've heard footsteps in the hallways. Uh, they've been in the bathroom when somebody turns the lights on and off. If th- that would be something I'd do to someone. That, I reckon that's <laughs> a living person just mucking with you. Yeah. And uh, then being in bed and feeling the covers being tugged off them. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting I say that the tourists are in bed. I'll let you know about that shortly. There were some cadets that were staying overnight on the USS Lexington. They got up during the night and ran around the ship as a dare. Running through the engine room, they came face to face with the ghost of the dead crewman. You can imagine. They'd be, go back to bed. Uh, yes, there would have been some wet underwear that night. Mm. There is another chilling story about a family of four who showed up to the ship for the first time. Right after they bought tickets and walked on board, they saw a man dressed in uniform who asked them if they wanted a tour. Mm-hmm. The family agreed and followed the man around the ship, but lost sight of him below deck. So they then went looking for the manager and said, we've lost our tour guide, we don't know where they are. They described what he looked like, blonde, dressed in uniform, piercing blue eyes, called himself Charlie. And the manager said, we have no one like that working here. The man you just described died on this ship during the war. Oh. Oh, very interesting. Right, I'm going to go on now to a little bit of what this ship has to offer. Mm-hmm. They have paranormal tours, which they'll take you around, engine room, upper decks, and you can sort of see for yourself whether you've got uh, ghosts there. It's $50 per person. And you have to be 18 years and over. Mm-hmm. People always ask us why 18 <clears throat> years and over. Well, in Australia, you've got to have welfare checks of the 
um, was it working with children checks working to show you're not a pedophile? Yep. Uh, and you can't actually allow children on tour unless every single person present has that. Uh, we have them. Yes, we do. We do. All our crew has them. So uh, a group of eight can investigate the ship using their own methods and equipment when it's closed to the public. And where was that? The group can reserve their tours. The cost is $75 per person and $25 per guide. Wow, that's that is cheap. so cheap. That is so cheap. Oh, I, I, yeah. Oh. I wonder whether they give you a portion of the, of the ship. I don't because know. that's just way too cheap. Yeah. Uh, they also now it's apparently quite heavily used for uh, scouts mm-hmm. and cadets, and they have programs where you can stay for one night. Uh, if you stay for one night, you might have. They say it's ideal for young scouts, homeschoolers, and adventure seekers of all ages. The overnight itinerary serves as a lesson plan, includes all five tour routes on the ship. It's stories of historical events from the past, a scavenger hunt, a film in the 3D mega theatre, mm-hmm. Lex ghost stories, two trips through the chow line, so dinner and breakfast, obviously, and you get to sleep in the original crew quarters. Boy, you'd be tired after all of that. That'd be so fun. And then they've got a two-night one where they can actually earn some badges. Oh, nothing like a badge when you're I a scout. No, Imagine saying, oh, I got mine on the USS Lexus, Lexington. But some of the things you get to do, swab on the deck. <laughs> right. Washing the aircraft. Cleaning up a park on North Beach. Hang on. This doesn't sound like a holiday. <laughs> no. And this what? sounds like them paying them to get free labour. Anyway, it's... No, it's don't, don't, be, shh, shh, don't, don't be saying that. Don't, don't, don't. But now I'm going to go back and debunk Renata. Not well, do debunk Renata. I'm going to sort of have a look at the possibilities of what the, some of these ghost stories and things may have been caused by. So... They're talking about Charlie in the, the engine room. He's become a bit of an urban legend, has Charlie. And I think he might be one of those ones where if you don't see it, you're not a good ghost hunter if you don't get some sort of yeah, evidence of Charlie. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and engine rooms are notoriously noisy, but I don't know whether they have the machines and things working there. Uh, but possibly you're seeing shadows and patterns and light and shade. And this is what I saw from a lot of the photos. There was a lot of dappled light Mm -hmm. and people were circling it and going ghost. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was just your mind knowing that there is a ghost called Charlie there who looks like a seaman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, And they're interpreting as, oh, I've just seen Charlie. But I mean, he could be there. The lady in white. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she's from one of those other ships where bits and pieces have come from. Yeah, possibly. That's a good idea. Or it could just be, again, lights. It could be, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I don't know where the road is in it, all of this. If a car or some sort of light goes past, it could create that shape of a white form going across mm-hmm. in front of you. Look, I'm, I'm just trying to think of explanations uh of course the footsteps and doors slamming and all that sort of stuff 
it's a metal ship. Yeah. As it cools down, it's going to be cracking and popping and yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, objects moving on its own. Look, that could be a jot, just one of those things mm-hmm. where you think you've put it down there. You could swear you've put it down there, but you actually didn't. Mm-hmm. And you forget that you've done it or it it's just a poltergeist. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if there's people walking through the ship all the time, yeah. um, maybe they're picking up things and placing them elsewhere or picking them up to have a look at them and then putting them down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were talking about, Oh, look, my brain's just wiped it. There goes the ADHD brain. I had a really good point there that I was going to bring forth, and it's gone. Oh, that's what it was. So they they said that they didn't have anyone dressed in that sort of uniform in that area. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that they do have people dressed up in costumes in other areas? And could it just be that that person has passed through that area at that particular moment in time? I don't know, but this one is my final little bit of information okay. about Charlie. So they've actually put Charlie to work. Yes. Charlie the Ghost to work to tell a bit of the story of the Lexington. Uh, he's not a ghost. He's a hologram. Oh. Uh-huh. A high-end projection system and state-of-the-art animation. They're giving the engine room operator life, so to speak. and uh, But... He was seen before they did this, I think. Uh, So is he real or is he that? Are there, if they've got scouts and things on board the ship, are there people that are just doing some jump scares and things to freak kids out because they think they're really tough, but then when they're faced with a situation, they will pee their pants, which is Mm -hmm. another reason why we don't like to take kiddies on there because they... They think they know everything by watching the TV shows, but it's just way more confronting when it actually happens. Absolutely. Totally different environment when it's in your face, Mm -hmm. um, other than sitting on the couch next to your mum and dad or whatever, eating popcorn and knowing that you're quite safe. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's my presentation of all the ghosts and my little thoughts and bits and bobs. What do you think, Renata? Is, Uh, Is it haunted? I think there's a possibility i look i think think with the history at least with residual surely there's absolute possibility that it could well have a few interesting there's an absolute possibility you just love to commit absolute possibility would you go visit it Uh, yes and would you do an investigation overnight yes all right if it's docked because i know you can't do rocking ships at all that vomiting on the floor. That's true. In a pool of pee. Wait for our YouTube from <laughs> the Queen Mary. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Oh. Um, well, we will have to go visit. We will. We'll go to Texas. Oh, oh there's so much to see in Texas. Texas scares me a little bit, though, because they carry guns. Mm. We're just not used to guns. Uh, look, guys, if you have enjoyed this episode and want to support our work, we would be very appreciative. Buy us a cup of coffee. Go search in the the YouTube, not YouTube, the interwebs. Buy me a coffee, Anne and Renata, and it should come up. And just buy us a cup of coffee to say thank you. We appreciate all the hard work you girls are doing. And also thank you to those people who have sent us some beautiful comments uh, in the last couple of weeks. It's It's been a tough, tough month, and we are still 
dragging our sorry asses through the mud to get an episode out to you all. Uh, did you enjoy this episode? Let us know if you've got something you'd like to add or your own personal experience. Come and find the True Hauntings podcast fan page on Facebook. Facebook or wherever it is, make sure you follow Anne and Renata Frightfully Good on YouTube. We've got all videos of our adventures up there. Don't forget to give it a bit of a thumbs up and a subscribe. And uh, yeah, leave a comment. That's one of the most important things. Um, if you can't support uh, financially, which a lot of people can't yeah. do at the moment, it's really tough out there. If you can like, subscribe, support, leave a comment. It Give just us a great means, review. It just means that the algorithm actually finds us, and uh, we get to uh, we get in front of more people. Yeah. So it's really, really important. We we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Our black little hearts. Uh, also, if if you are anyone who lives in um, uh, the great great place that we call America yeah. and you have been to the USS Lexington or know of anyone that has served on the USS Lexington, drop us a line and let us know. They may have a story to yes. tell. That would be awesome. And also for our USA friends, I'm taking Renata to New Orleans in just three weeks. It's we will be there. Under three weeks By now. the time this episode comes out, it will be two weeks. Yes. So look out for us in New Orleans. We're going to be there. We won't be eating the fish, but we'll be having a great time. And guys, look, thank you for being here. Don't forget to be frightfully good. Stay spooky. See you on the dark side. And don't, don't be, be a, a dickhead. dickhead. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Tyler, say this. Kayla, it's Sinez. 
I'm Kelly Zenas and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.